0: teen time presents podcast on demand log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk teen time podcast on demand welcome back to the teen time science blog i'm neil chase The ability to predict when and where an earthquake would happen would be a huge benefit, but so far man hasn't had much luck with that science. But do some animals already have that ability? In research published after the earthquake in Italy last year, it appears that frogs, toads actually, might have been able to detect the quake days before it happened. A colony of toads left their regular mating site three days before the earthquake struck and only returned to the site 10 days later after the last of the significant aftershocks had finished. Over the centuries, many people have said that some animals from dogs and rats to snakes and chickens, behaved strangely before an earthquake. If that is the case, then how do they know? It may be that they sense advanced tremors, but the most likely reason would be small changes in the Earth's magnetic field. Scientists have noticed disruptions in the ionosphere, the uppermost electromagnetic layer of the Earth's atmosphere, at the time of some earthquakes, which the toads may have detected. However, if they do, and if we can find out exactly how, then our own ability to predict earthquakes would be much improved. How much do you depend on email, and how much on physical mail, real paper letters, often called snail mail? The country of Finland has just started a program where paper letters are scanned and can be viewed online by recipients in advance of them being physically delivered. The idea is that it increases efficiency, reduces carbon emissions and cuts costs, especially when delivering letters to remote parts of the country. It is just a voluntary program, and the postman would still deliver the mail, along with things that can't be scanned, like packages, twice a week. The Postal Service wouldn't actually read any of the mail, but those opposed to the plan say that it could lead to the government spying on people's mail. This is just a trial scheme at the moment, but with many postal services around the world struggling to make money, perhaps this would be one solution to help. As I've mentioned before on the Science Blog, the Large Hadron Collider hasn't had much success. This is the huge, and hugely expensive, 27-kilometer-long donut in Switzerland that sends electrons whizzing around at high speed and colliding with each other, with the intention of finding more about how the universe was formed billions of years ago. It might also help in knowing how to harness fusion energy as a power source. The huge project has been plagued with problems, but in the last few weeks it has been really successful, sending two 3.5 trillion electron volt beams colliding into each other. Then if all goes well, the unit will work at double the current power in 2013. And what will we discover if that happens? Well, we just don't know. And that is actually very exciting. What happened 13,000 years ago? We can mostly only guess. But one thing that scientists are suggesting is that a huge, hour-long hailstorm that happened back then changed the climate on our planet for the next thousand years. Astronomers think that a catastrophe caused by a comet that was breaking up wiped out large numbers of animal species and disrupted human cultures. Thousands of chunks of material from the disintegrating comet would have rained down on Earth, each one having the same destructive power as a nuclear bomb. The impacts would have triggered wildfires covering whole continents, filling the atmosphere with smoke and blotting out the sun. It could have been similar to the meteorite strike that wiped out the dinosaurs millions of years before, but would have been much less severe. By this time, man was developing as a hunter and farmer, but a cold spell lasting a thousand years wouldn't have made further human development very easy. Have you ever thought about laughter? We all do it, but researchers are still trying to figure out why we laugh. We cough to clear our throats, sneeze to clear our noses, but why laugh? Laughing is our first way of communicating. Babies laugh before they speak. No one teaches you how to laugh. You just do. And it's not just when people tell you a joke. Interestingly, all languages laugh in the same way and everyone understands laughter. Maybe it helps reduce tension. Perhaps our bodies function better because of it. And feeling confident or optimistic may be beneficial to your health. But laughter hasn't been specifically proven to help but maybe it doesn't matter as without it the world would be a very dull place i'm neil chase and that's it for the teen time science blog for now read it back on the teen time website and i'll be back again next week with more teen time presents podcast on demand log on to podcast.rthk.org.hk teen time podcast on demand